Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Good morning. Let's hear that phrase we love so much, Jamie. It's Friday. That's what we like. Is that to what hear. we're waiting That's for? What yeah, we're it was kind of a rough morning this morning, <laughs> yeah. so not a lot to celebrate earlier. Yeah, but it's over for you. That's good. It is. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Jamie. Happy Friday, everyone. Um, wow, we have got uh, quite a situation that happened in the campaign for governor. Just when you think it's as heated as it's going to get, or it, it, it really is like watching a soap opera where you just, when one twist ends, another one starts, and you can't possibly believe that, you know, that they fell into that well and got amnesia for 15 years. You know what it is, like watching Days of Our Lives. Uh, no, I didn't watch Days of Our Lives, but my mom did. Um, Katie Hobbs, the uh, Secretary of State, Secretary Hobbs, uh, candidate for governor, had her office burglarized. And I didn't say, I, I don't mean it that way. I don't mean she had her office burglarized. Her office was burglarized. Let me be very clear. <laughs> let's let's not start the Friday off with that. Um, her her office was burglarized. I'll see what I've done. I've just thrown gasoline on the fire. That's not what I meant to say. Um, but she did release a statement after it happened. And I want to read the statement from her campaign. Now, you decide whether this was a major mistake or not. Earlier this week, a break-in occurred at our campaign headquarters. We continue to cooperate with law enforcement as they investigate. We are thankful for the men and women of the Phoenix Police Department for their work to keep us safe. Secretary Hobbs and her staff have faced hundreds of death threats and threats of violence over the course of this campaign. Throughout this race, we have been clear that the safety of our staff and the secretary is our number one priority. Let's be clear. This is where it gets a little murky. For nearly two years, Carrie Lake and her allies have been spreading dangerous misinformation and inciting threats against anyone they see fit. The threats against Arizonans attempting to exercise their constitutional rights and their attacks on election officials are the direct result of a concerted campaign of lies and intimidation. It won't work. Katie is running for governor to ensure the safety and security of every Arizona family. She will win this race. Well... It turns out that a man that is homeless had been arrested for a burglary earlier that day. Um, Let's see. The the man, Daniel Mata de Reyes, 36, was already in jail. He was first arrested Wednesday morning for a separate commercial burglary, according to a police statement. Um, The officer, an officer, saw the images of the suspect on Wednesday night, recognized him from the prior incident, and the officer reached out to the jail and the department uh, rearrested him. He was booked on suspicion of third-degree burglary. An Apple computer mouse, an Apple keyboard, and a black Nikon camera were found missing from the office. So it turns out this was not a politically motivated burglary. And... When Carrie Lake took to the press, and I want you to hear the difference, because then, and now everybody's asking questions. And so now, uh, Secretary Hobbs was at an event, and I think it was a pro-choice event, and uh, someone in the media asked her to comment. Here's how it went. What was taken from your campaign office? And I'm do you have reason about, to believe that this was politically motivated? Today. I'm not talking it's about It's kind of a big deal, though, that your campaign office was broken into. I think do we, do access we, do you, to safe and legal abortion is kind of a big deal, and that's what we're here to talk do about. Do you have reason to believe it was politically motivated? We're not going to go not. beyond the statement at this time. So there's a tale of two cities right there. 
First, you put out this emphatic, bold statement on social media, purple background, big capital letters, the, how horrible the, the late campaign is and how their rhetoric is leading to threats of violence against people. And it's a and we're here to protect Arizona, which is a fine campaign message. But then when the arrest is made and it's a homeless guy that had burglarized something else. And now all of the press is on this, like, was this political? And it's, it's a fair question. But then when it explodes, now they say, oh, we don't want to talk about it. We're, we're done. We're done talking about that. We're not going to talk about the break-in. No, nope, we got to talk about abortion. That's really important. We don't want to talk about this. You went down the road of insinuation that the rhetoric from your opponent's campaign is causing threats of violence and extreme behavior and all connected to your comments and statement about the burglary. She didn't directly say Carrie Lake is guilty of causing someone to burglarize my office. You make your own inference from the statement. And then it backfires because they arrest the guy in very short order and it turns out that he's a burglar. And he had burglarized another commercial business. And now we're not talking about that anymore. So you you start the fire and you walk away from the blaze. So I want you to hear a little bit because then uh, Carrie Lake put out a, a a call for an emergency press conference to address this. And man, what happened next? She put out a defamatory statement and you all ran with it. You didn't do your journalistic duty. It was malpractice of journalism like I've never seen before. And it was an effort, I believe, to influence this election. Many of you are an arm of the Democrat Party. Many of you are propagandists. And almost all of you should be ashamed. Now, I don't know that I agree with them being propagandists or anything else. But when Carrie Lake says they ran with a headline, she's not necessarily wrong with that. She reads some of the headlines from some of the news outlets. This ran on NBC News all day. Says... GOP incitement incites break-in at the campaign headquarters, Hobbs campaign headquarters. And look at the picture they picked. Look at this one. AZ Dem governor candidate Katie Hobbs blames GOP incitement for break-in at campaign headquarters. Again, MSNBC, an arm of the Democrat Party. So here we've already got a situation in America where the media is pitted against the Republican Party. This has been going on now since Donald Trump was president with the phrase fake news and everything else. We know how heated it gets. Adding fuel to the fire is what happens here. And and I think that I, I don't think that Carrie Lake is wrong in being upset. I don't agree with her about propagandist. I don't agree with that statement. And I will tell you why I agree with I don't agree with that statement. I work with a lot of people that are journalists. I work with a lot of them. And I've been here now for almost three years. And it has been the largest exposure to journalism I've ever had where I worked before. There wasn't. A lot of reporters there, everything, you know, it just had changed. It was a different atmosphere. It's not a criticism. It's an observation. I haven't spent a lot of time working next to and closely with a team of journalists and news people. And this has been my first exposure to that. And watching them do their due diligence, watching them make sure that they are factual and watching them do what they do and the way they do it shows me that there is integrity in journalism. 
so you know I have I felt like I've been treated unfairly by people. Um, I, I laugh about some of the things that happened because it just is how it is. Do I think it's part? It's motivated by partisan politics. I don't know about that. Um, I, what I do know is everybody feels like sometimes they've been shafted when it comes to uh, the way they're portrayed. And I know that I've been accused of portraying, misportraying, misrepresenting someone or shading a story. The difference is, as I've said before, which has been used against me, by the way, I'm not a journalist. So I, that's, I don't know why people use that as an insult. They, they make memes out of it. I'm not a journalist. I'm a commentary. I'm a commentary person. I give commentary. You know, I would be like Lori Roberts and E.J. Montini if I were working over at the Arizona Republic. My job is to give my opinion on what I see. Th- that doesn't denigrate the work they do. It's different than what journalists do. But I can tell you that I know that the journalists I work with are always striving to be accurate and fair. And it is, uh, it's, it's a full-time job. Um, and so I can only give you my exposure directly day-to-day with journalism through the journalists that I work with. So I don't know that people are propagandists, but do I think that people inject um, – they're, tr- they're so hungry for a headline in the next big story that they jump the gun? Absolutely. Do I think they jump the gun here? Do I think that that NBC headline that said that the GOP is responsible? Yes, that's irresponsible. That's an irresponsible headline. And what ended up happening was it's like the Jesse Smollett thing. He comes out and says somebody was fake, but the press jumped on that so hard because it was Donald Trump and MAGA and it was somebody of color that was attacked, a gay person of color that was attacked. It fit all the narratives. It checked all the boxes for their narratives. And so it, what I mean by their narratives, I mean the narrative out there about the push between the media and the left and Donald Trump and fake news. And what ended up happening was when they had to do their homework and the truth came out, it turned out that was a fake story. This was not a fake story, but everybody now knows it was not politically motivated. This had no political motivation behind it whatsoever. So what happened now is in the interest of trying to be first without doing some homework – and it was somebody standing back and saying, hang on a minute, let's wait and see who this guy is before we run with this. And it, it ended up uh, getting egg on a lot of people's faces. And uh, and I and Carrie Lake went pretty hard after the media yesterday. What we're going to do in a moment is um, we're going to talk about ballot Box watchers, drop box watchers, because there's a shift in this as well. And it goes straight to this topic of distrust and intimidation on the other side. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. And thanks for being here. Happy Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. We're going to shift gears. We talked a moment ago about the battle between Carrie Lake and the media yesterday, calling them out for jumping the gun on the accusations that her campaign motivated someone to burglarize her opponent's campaign office. That was the statement that was put out by Secretary Hobbs. She then said, we're not talking about I'm talking about Secretary Hobbs came out and said, we're not talking about this anymore. You put out this big emphatic statement in big, bold letters on social media. The media runs with it. They arrest 
the guy in short order. He's already in jail for another burglary and has nothing to do with politics whatsoever. And now you say we don't want to talk about it and you you run run back and don't say a word. That is, in my estimation, not the right way to handle it. Um, I would have handled it differently. Um, to be honest with you, what I would have said if I were the secretary's office, um, I don't know who does her PR. I don't know who does her messaging, but I certainly don't understand their plans. Um, I'm not one to say I know better than anyone else, but let me give you an example what I would have done if I were Secretary Hobbs. After the, the identity of the burglar or the suspect was, uh, was made, they rearrested him because he was already in jail on another burglary. I would have come out and said – I want to retract my statement of the accusation I made against Carrie Lake and her supporters that it turns out in this case it wasn't a political rhetoric and rancor that motivated this to happen. But you can understand by what we've seen go on around this country and how political rhetoric has motivated people to break the law and do things that they shouldn't do. We understand why I would leap to that conclusion. I was wrong. But I will say I did it because I believed it was just one more example of the horrible things we've seen. And that's how I would have handled it. And I would have admitted I was wrong, but I would have said I jumped to a conclusion, but it was an educated leap is basically what I would have said. But they're not. They're going to go radio silent on it. I don't think it's the right way to handle it. But I want to go to the other side. I want to go to the other side of this. A group from Yavapai County called the Lions of Liberty have ended their surveillance of ballot drop boxes in Yavapai County after some organizations sued to try to make a federal judge stop them or ask a federal judge to stop the the uh, the process or the, the, the way they're watching ballot boxes. So I want to read to you a little bit of this. Lions of Liberty is a self-described resolute nucleus of concerned, passionate, conservative patriots based in Prescott. Um, it's headed up by the former vice president of the Oath Keepers, and on their website it says that the country has been hijacked and undermined by global elites, communists, leftists, deep state bureaucrats, and fake news. We will not back down, give up, or apologize for what we must do to win this fight is what it says on their website. Well, they they, they, they kind of did back down. They, they're not doing it anymore. Um, I have an issue. Here's where my issue is. Um, I equate – the term, and this is just my personal opinion, it, I don't know that it's a widespread opinion, but I equate the word patriot with the word hero in this sense. You should never call yourself a hero. If somebody else gives you that designation, humility says, I'm not a hero. I, every time I've talked, and we've had people on that have done heroic things, and we've called them a hero. Every single one of those heroes have said, I'm not a hero. I was just doing my job. I'm not a hero. And I believe that it's genuine humility. When you go to these groups and they call each other patriots and I'm a patriot and we're all patriots, let somebody else give you that designation. Show us by your body of work. And there are people out there that would think this organizations and others like them are patriots. Let them call you a patriot. Let them look at the work you're doing and the way you're doing it, and let them give you the designation hero or patriot. Calling yourself a hero is an egotistical thing to do. And I also think that when you stand up and call yourself a patriot, you are calling yourself a hero. 
and let somebody else give you that designation. You know that when we've we've had people that have um, gone out now and they are going out to ballot drop boxes, and it's one thing, I don't necessarily agree with any of it, but if you want to go out and watch people vote, have at it, right? I mean, you got to stay 75 feet away. I wouldn't campaign on election day, and there are a lot of people that do that. You stay the distance away. You can have your signs. You can encourage people to vote for you. Um, you know, I think it's all done by that time. I think it's it's time to just cast your vote and see what happens. But if they want to be 75 feet away or whatever the designation is, and they want to sit in their lawn chairs or whatever and watch people vote, so be it. And and if you're someone that's intimidated by that, then then you you need to. I think you need a little bit thicker skin. When people start following you, when people are wearing tactical gear, and now you're sending a message. There's no doubt that these organizations are sending a message. When you make a statement as the Lions of Liberty, we will not back down, give up, or apologize for what we must do to win this fight. You're sending a message. And it's not a friendly message. It's not, hey, we just want to make sure elections are free and fair. It's we know you're cheating. We're going to catch you cheating, and then we're going to make sure you get punished. And if you don't get punished, we'll take the law into our own hands, which is something else they've – not this organization specifically has said, but there's another organization out there, Clean Elections USA, and the message they are sending is that we are going to make sure this happens. And they didn't send these messages out. There's another one called Ben Sent Us, anonymous organization, will not say who the members are, sending out letters to election officials and judges and everybody else and saying, we are going to watch you, and if we catch you doing something wrong, we're going to make sure you're prosecuted to the full extent of the law, and if you're not prosecuted to the full extent of the law, we'll make sure you're punished. A little nerve-wracking. Coming up in a moment, Gatos is going to join me, and it's the big Q poll question of the day, so stick around for it. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Happy Friday, Gatos. All right, so you're not going to a Halloween uh, uh, party costume thing this weekend either. Correct. Are you going to at least watch a scary movie? Because it's Halloween on Monday. This is Halloween weekend, man. I am not, I'm not a big fan of the oh, slasher dude. movies. Boy, hang on. I will say the Halloween series of movies. I want to see the last one. Yeah. I do want to see that. I, I, so can I tell you a quick Halloween story about that oh, movie? Oh, this is great. Go ahead. So after the movie had been out a while, when it was still in theaters, we took the bus. We were little kids. We took the bus to a theater to see Halloween just because we had nothing else to do. It was me and two of my buddies. Yeah. So we walk into the theater. It was just us three boys and four girls about the same age, teenage girls, and the rest of the theater was completely empty. <laughs> just as the movie started, some guy walks in dressed like Mike. Michael Myers. Jumpsuit, oh. boots, mask, everything. He oh. goes, he sits in the front row of the theater and doesn't move. He just sits there. Now, Dude. we start giggling at first. We're laughing. But as the movie goes on, 10 minutes into this movie, he has not budged. And we're looking at each other like, ooh, this is creepy. All of a sudden, this dude stands straight up like at attention, like he's a soldier, and goes marching up the middle of the aisle. And we lost our minds, oh. jumping over seats and screaming. And he bolted out of the theater. And we ran out and couldn't find him. So he had to be somebody that worked at the theater. Scared the hell out of us. It was you the most it, fun I'd had in a long time. You think it was someone who worked at the theater? Yeah. Oh, they wouldn't have let that guy in if he was dressed like that. What do you think? Thought he bought a ticket? Well, I mean, he could have hid the mask and then put it no, on. No, no. He, he had it. the jumpsuit on. He had everything. Oh, it was like the full Michael Myers costume. 
Gosh, what a great story. It was, you're right. I was about 13 years old, I think. Oh, it was terrifying. Uh, 1978. Okay, yeah, I was in 1978, so it would have been in 1979 when I saw it. I was 12. I was five. Oh. <laughs> Get to the question. Uh, I just wanted to do that because it's very funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's almost Halloween. What's the scariest movie of all time? The Exorcist. Ooh, horrifying. The Shining. Mm-hmm. Halloween, 1978. Uh, paranormal activity. Mm. Um, or E, nothing is scarier than this midterm election. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's actually have you really seen paranormal activity. I have not. Oh, dude, That's the creepiest thing you're going to ever see. There's uh, a, it's a, I'm going to have to get you the name of the show. It's about ghosts. It's, a, it's supposed to be a documentary about ghosts. I'll try oh. to think of it. Something ghost. And it, it's on Netflix. You have to buy it. Okay. I've seen every episode and it yes. is terrifying. If it, even it if it's real? not real, I don't know. No. They, they say it's real. Okay. You know, I should have put the Blair Witch Project on here. too. Nah, I didn't like that. Oh, gosh, that scared the hell. It's either Exorcist or Halloween for me. Uh, I saw the Blair Witch Project. I filled my shorts. (laughs) Oh, Gatos, it's always fun talking to you, man. Have a good weekend. Happy Halloween. You too, man. (laughs) The BQ poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Just after 9 o'clock, a great conversation. Arizona Construction Career Days. 78 construction-related companies are going to be out at Papago, which is the uh, the uh, Air Force, uh, not Air Force Base, National Guard Base here in Phoenix. We're going to talk with someone from that about the event in construction. It's coming up.